0: very, Amusing, your one stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I don't know if you can tell yet, but I just want to warn you up top I had to get some dental work this week, and I am not able to fully speak the way I normally do. I'm a little self conscious of it because I was like, yeah, 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 it's fine. Once the numbness wears off, I can order coffee. I don't have to be nervous about that. It's totally fine. And then a couple days passed, and I realized, like, oh, I'm still swollen and my business is now talking into a $20 microphone. So uh, I'm real sorry from the top if I'm not enunciating as much as I should. I'm struggling with S, S's, S's uh, and just try, trying, to, trying to make it sound good around it. So I apologize if anything comes through muddied. Just tweet at me and tell me you can't understand me and I will happily let you know what I at least was trying to say. I was very concerned for a moment because I thought I had I had to get a crown. I'll just like I had to get a crown. Well, I got a temporary one, and I was concerned I would not be able to eat popcorn for the two and a half, three weeks between the temporary one and the permanent one. But never fear. I went to go see Mission Impossible in theaters last night because it's the anniversary screening. I went with my friends from Light the Fuse podcast, which is fabulous if you are at all a fan of the Mission Impossible franchise. You have to listen to their podcast. It is the definitive word on the series. They have interviews with everyone. So many details, so much color. Absolute must listen. But I went with them to go see the film, and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can eat popcorn. I can eat popcorn. I'm, 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 I'm a literate. It's my tagline. I'm a popcorn journalist." And thankfully, I was able to chew it. So, uh, 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 acrylic, whatever's in my mouth, it's working and it's holding up its end of the bargain. I'm really hoping it'll be fine until the Avengers Campus events that happen. Uh, I'm very excited to go check out a preview of that land. I will be reporting on that to you in the future, in every form of media that exists on the internet. So stay tuned for details about that. Cannot wait to have a shawarma. Oh, I can say that as shawarma. Very excited about it. And thankfully now I don't have to worry about uh, my mouth like cracking open (laughs) while I'm tasting my way through a new theme park land. Anyway, let's, let's move on past my dental issues and my undying love for Ethan Hunt as portrayed by Tom Cruise. Because we have a huge guest today! It is our second ever Hidden Mickeys episode, and this week, we have Taryn Killam! Taryn Killam! Taryn is an unbelievable actor and comedian and writer who truly has a prolific career. You may know him from Saturday Night Live, you may know him from the perfect television show that I'm very upset is canceled, Single Parents, Please watch it, truly. The stuff about Lance Bass Space Camp should have won 100 Emmys, just a bag of Emmys they should have gotten it. Or you may know him from Stuck in the Suburbs, the Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM if you're feeling it, which he starred in back in 2004. He's officially been cemented into like Disney family lore because of it, which means that he is the perfect hidden Mickey for season two because you may not know it, but Taryn is a major Disney Parks fan. To the point that we scheduled this interview specifically to be days after he returned to Disneyland so that we could get into it about his fresh thoughts and opinions about the parks. Keep in mind, This was after attending opening day on April 30th. This dude is one of us, and I cannot wait to ask him all of my Disney Parks questions, get his hot takes, see what he thinks about Space Mountain at Disneyland versus Disney World. I'm gonna get all the answers, and I'm gonna deliver them right into your ears. So I hope you're as excited for this episode as I am. It's a doozy. Taryn is so much fun, and you're gonna love it. So I'm just gonna get into it. You don't need to listen to me anymore. Let's turn it over to him. Stick around, Taryn's up next, and you're going to love what you hear. All right, party people. I'm not going to keep you from this wonderful interview. I'm going to get right into it and let it run long because, frankly, I had the best time chatting with Taryn Killam about all things Disney, all things Disneyland, all things Star Wars, a little bit of Marvel, a little bit of Club 33. It's all in this interview. I'm just going to let you listen and enjoy because he tells the funniest Stories I maybe have ever heard, I had to stop myself from laughing many times. I had to choke back laughter. And if I ruined the audio for this episode, I apologize. I just blame him being so funny. Now, I do want to add up top for context in case you are not very aware of the coolest couple to ever exist. Taryn is married to Kobe Smolders, who plays Maria Hill in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mentioned that because it will come up a little bit, a little bit further into the interview, but in case you do not know and are deeply confused 45 minutes in, I just wanted to flag it. We talk about everything. We talk about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. We talk about Space Mountain. We talk about Coco and Goofy and Epcot. There is so much in this interview and I'm not gonna wait any longer to share it with you. So here is the fabulous, talented, hilarious, wonderful, kind, generous, and so much fun, Taryn Killam thank you so much for being here this is
4: wonderful. so happy to be here i agree i've been i you are my go-to for uh for amusement park updates you're the you're you're the only voice i trust
0: Oh my goodness. And I'm out here being like I'm so sorry whenever people who aren't as invested in this, like when their whole feed isn't theme park news, I feel so bad that they have to see me be like <laughs> a new random hotel in Orlando is reopening.
4: I'm so excited. I'm no, I it, it because like you're also very discerning, I, which I find helpful. Like I like y- y- you know, you're not you're not just drinking all of the Kool-Aid. You're like mm, this Kool-Aid's a little watered down. Which uh-huh. I sincerely appreciate.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, did they toss a packet of pink lemonade in with the bug juice? I don't <laughs> yeah, fully trust yeah, them. Yeah,
4: exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Um, thank you. It's an honor. I'm so happy to have you here as our season two Hidden Mickey. Tell me all about your weekend.
4: I had maybe my favorite Disneyland trip in a decade, really. it was It was pretty magical because it was my family's return to it after so long. The last time we were there was actually for the Super Bowl um in in february 20 so Mm. like a month before it all shut down that was our last last time there um and i'm sure like many uh, fans of this podcast and just theme park enthusiasts when things got real was when disneyland closed down like that was when like oh no so when it shut down, it was such a, uh, uh it was, it just made things very real and like, oh, this is, this is uh, a big deal that's affecting the world um, and the land. um So yeah, so, so this was our family's first trip. Kobe and I actually went to the soft opening, which I think you did as well a few days before And that for me, I don't know what I was looking for from that trip, but it wasn't the return to the happiest place on earth completely. There was some of that there was like, okay, but I think, I think I was looking to the reopening of Disneyland as like the end of COVID quarantines it's done that's in the past we're moving forward and like from the second i showed up at mickey and friends and had a thermometer pointed at my head and security and then walking the tram route with a bunch of other masked you know covid survivors trudging into downtown disney i I was just like okay yeah no we're still it's still happening Uh, we are uh very carefully and very um discernedly moving forward which is wonderful but it's still going on um and i think like i think like the idea of grabbing a churro and then huddling off to the nearest like fence to munch it as quickly as you can before a cast member very kindly comes and reminds you to never take off that mask um that it it was an adjustment for me it was fun and it was and it but but you know what like that thing you think you want of like i'm gonna have disneyland all to myself like it's not even gonna be the 25 because this is a soft opening added to the eeriness in a way we're like kobe and i kobe loved it more than i did but i was like i'm looking at main street at 1 p.m in the middle of the day and it's a ghost town and, there's, and I think I want to see it full. I think I want to see it full of all the families of everybody having a great time. And then like three families having a horrible time. That's kind of what it's all about. That, that atmosphere is such a big part of my Disneyland experience. And so when the family and I went on Saturday, there was much more of that. And it was much more return to form and also just like my kids enthusiasm for it. And like wanting to go on a ride again, like I was like, okay, okay, this is it. We're back. We're back. Yeah,
0: I could see it being slightly dystopian to just like hear the Hello Dolly soundtrack play to nobody.
4: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. As opposed to like, oh, I'm here and I'm part of a community. It was like, how did they get the licensing done for this music? They don't own the rights to music, man.
0: To me, I was, I was like, the world has not healed until I've seen one father in a shirt that references how much money he spent on this trip.
4: Oh, and man. And once I
0: saw that, I was like, we're vaccinated and ready. You
4: have no idea how heartening it was to be in the lobby of the Grand Californian and see a dad yell at clearly his son-in-law because the dad's daughter had left her her jazzy her rascal like parked in the middle he's like no get her back here you can't just leave this here and i was like okay yeah 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 all right the the yin yang the our yes. chi is flowing in balance the jubilation
0: again. and misery of going <laughs> yeah, to the family <laughs> yeah. it's that
4: sweet and sour sauce
0: <laughs> um i have to ask what ride did your kids want to do again and again
4: it uh, so many it was such a joy we started at Soren. And then my littlest wanted to go again immediately. And my, my wife and elder child were like, no, no, we're okay. Um, and so, like that was a joy of just like me and my baby doing Soren, and and she's so into the magic of it, and she's like noticing things, you know. She's like, like we're telling her about little hidden mickeys within the ride, but she's also anticipating the whales splashing the water at us, and like and like reacting like she's covered in in water now from the polar ice cap, you know. It, that was magical. So it was, it was Soren, and then we went counterclockwise at California Adventure. We actually did the inside out ride for the first time Oh. That my wife and I bullied our children into because even they could tell it wasn't worth it
0: <laughs> wait is that is that the family vibe is that you're like listen we're doing all the rides
4: try it all try everything once and then you know and like we get and, and, and <laughs> we were with the tour guide and he was like okay <laughs> like his voice never got to that octave again but we we're yes. like we'd like to try to do the inside out ride he's like okay He's like, that's Um, not what I'm here for. Oh, my God. The second we got on, we realized our mistake because our six-year-old literally couldn't look over the top of the purple box she was sitting in. So it's like she can't even enjoy that. And it lasted all of 17 seconds, I think. And so but now we know. Now we know. Um So that was fun, but then Incredicoaster, my oldest, so after Soren and my youngest wanting to do that twice, my oldest wanted to do Incredicoaster twice, so that was a blast and a dream and special memories, and um, yeah, yeah, it was awesome, and the new Snow White, like, that was it for me, that was everything. It's great, isn't it? It's so good it's so good and so smart and simple it seems but i bet it was a headache because like we heard they did have to like take down structural walls and stuff but they just they just really did uh, a disney magic makeover and it's it's so we went twice on that on on a ride that normally it's like man should we take it or leave it and this and uh and we finished our night on it because it was so magical
0: was there anything that going back you felt like it hit differently? Like you just weren't expecting to be bowled over by it after a year?
4: Oh, that's a good question. That um, I will say when I showed up, I don't know why. I, I obviously wasn't up on my news, but I was surprised to see Splash still operating. Like I, I think part of me kind of hoped that they would jump in on Tiana and Friends and 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 strip it down. Um, so it's nice, but you definitely like ride it in a woke way now. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? Where
4: you're like... <laughs> I am here for posterity. I am taking this in, but I am not approving.
0: You have to like, your face has to look like you're condemning it the
4: whole time. Uh, uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's like, you have to make sure that you're, you know, on the splash picture, you just like, you can tell like a like a knuckle to the chin, kind of like, mm, we should have known better. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was interesting. We got into it with our kids of like, why? What's wrong with it? And it's like uh, such a great question. Well, nothing right with the, nothing wrong necessarily with the ride itself. However, the folklore on which it's based was appropriated by a white author at the turn of the century who stole these mythologies from plantation workers and African-American culture. He appropriated it and took ownership of it and, and rewrote them. And then the movie from which this specific iteration of these characters is taken is a very revisionist history um, and un- unhealthy Portrayal of plantation life in the South, uh, post Civil War era, and they're just like, but it's a fox, <laughs> and you're like it's so much more than a fox. Yeah. You'll enjoy see. your last glimpse. T- enjoy of the the, exactly enjoy this innocence because um, also just Tiana. It's just like such a smart. You you already see how little work they have to do. <laughs> like yes. like the riverboat, the Mississippi River boats already there. You know, at the end, yeah. like, like, and, and, um, our, our tour guide said an interesting thing that he heard a rumor that on the, on the rise up will be Dr. Facilier like, oh, you're ready. Like in the, vo- and who knows? I, I think that that is just, you know, fan gossip, but God, that'd be such a great build up, going up. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, you're ready. And the voodoo masks. Oh, can't wait.
0: I know. Neither can I. Oh, and yeah. not just because I, I don't like going on it. Cause I don't like having a wet butt. But.
4: <laughs> Our daughter, our poor six year old, they put her in the front and she got drenched. She got drenched, but she's, she's such a trooper. I mean, this was the magic of this trip is that uh, I've, I've been going to Disneyland. Uh, it'll certainly average out minimum once or twice a year my entire life. I'm a Southern California native. My eighth grade grad night was there. My senior grad night was there. I've been a passport holder since I could afford one at age 19. And, um, I'm just I'm just died in the wall die hard Disneyland fan uh and and like my wife supports that <laughs> And, and my eldest child is on has been on board but she's also she has such a strong imagination that like dark rides for her she, like this really was the first time she was even able to go on the coaster because the idea of being upside down was like too much but my little one she's my she's my daredevil she's my thrill ride she's like yes 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 she's my yes ander and at the end of the night you know closed at 9 this is the first time and I don't know how long we were there with the kids where like we were pushing it to the last second we got off Snow White. My six-year-old's like, I, I want to do Mr. Toads. I've never done Mr. Toads. And we did Mr. Toads. And she's like, the teacups are moving. The teacups are moving. Put me on the teacups. And so we like, we we squeezed every ounce of, of Disneyland out of it. And it was wonderful. Disneyland is great, but Disneyland at night is pure magic.
0: Absolutely. I just love that you're training your kids to be like ready for a theme park day.
4: I am so curious to see what my parentage as a Disneyland enthusiast does for their relationship with the park. Cause my parents were certainly into it, but like, I think my story was like, it was the special thing, you know, like once a year on your birthday, if you, if you were really good, you got to go. But then in my teens had my, you know, my experimental six flags era, (gasps) you know what I mean? Uh, Of like, Oh yeah. I don't know that the rides at Disney are hard enough for me. Um, but then, but then coming into that sort of like young adulthood and I can own my own passport and I can drive down at waking up at 11 and I can drive down and I can go get a corn dog, and I can do a ride and then I can really, you know, sit and enjoy great moments with Mr. Lincoln, like that whole thing. And then taking in the history of it and reading Neil Gabler's biography on Walt Disney and like really understanding what it took to make this park and how he was inspired to make it. And then like, you know, Kobe and I have been so, so lucky that like we've been able to sit in Walt's apartment and then watch the Christmas parade from the little veranda that's out there. And we've, we've been up on top of, um, the Plaza Inn to watch the fireworks and the snowfall, And we, you know, we, we've been spoiled. So, so, um, yeah, my uh, my my passion for Disney is very deep that I wonder for my children if they'll be like that's dad's thing. It's fun and we like it, but dad loved it so much. We didn't have enough room to love it as much or more, you know. I'm <laughs> yes. curious. We'll see. We'll see.
0: <laughs> um I was going to ask you later on like what's the coolest thing you've gotten access to and you just dropped two things that I didn't yeah. know existed. I didn't know you yeah. could go to those locations to watch stuff.
4: It's 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 very interesting, and I and I wonder, I, like the Plaza in the roof of the Plaza in we could tell was was very unique at the times. Because long story longer, we were invited to the opening of the submarine ride, and for reasons of who cares like the car they sent was six hours late like they and and we didn't care we had friends like they let us invite friends and so i think we played like one of the best games of like uh what were you thinking that rat like there's we still tell stories of sitting in our living room waiting for this car and playing games and we and we still got to go we went that night and like I've never seen cast members on 11 in this way of like, we are so sorry. We cannot believe we are. So, and we're like, guys, we're so grateful to be here. Stop. It's absurd. And they're like, at that point, I forget his name, but like the vice president of Disney parks was Brian. Something. And like, they're like, we have to take you to Brian. He made it. He, he wants to apologize. And we're like this, uh, you're almost making us uncomfortable. We're so grateful to be here we're we feel so. and brian was like i am gonna make this up to you i will make and we're like okay okay fine what we don't and like put it out of our minds cut to six months later it's around christmas time or whatever and like kobe gets an email from brian of of like i want to invite you as my guest to the park and we're like sure and i actually think that 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 him inviting us was maybe the first time we ever had a guide like a tartan vest guide. And so like th- just that was mind blowing. We're like, no human on earth ever deserves this. This is such a luxury. Holy cow, holy cow. The best. Day- so we just had the best day. And then they're like, Brian's going to meet us at 5 p.m. at a very special place. We don't want to spoil it. And so they walk us up to the side of the firehouse to the the back stairs to go up into Walt's apartment. I'm already like tearing up. I can't believe it. I'm like, this is not happening. This is not happening. We get to go into his apartment. We get like we still have a picture of us and the three. We got to bring three friends standing in Walt's shower like we're oh. in the bathroom in the shower. And then Brian brings us out to the veranda where there's like every perfect Disney cookie you could want and hot chocolates for everybody to watch the Christmas. It, it was uh, like, and I just can't, I couldn't at that point. I was like, it was out of body of like, uh, this is madness. And then Brian goes like, Oh, we're just getting started. And at that point, like, uh, I, I, I almost walked away because I was like, I can't. And so he said, because he said, I just, I really felt bad about it. And we're like, Brian, that's so stupid. (laughs) You invited us to go on a, on a theme park ride at my favorite place that nobody had gone like this too much, too much. And he said, never too much never too much so he said we're actually taking you somewhere that i've never been before um and we're like okay and he walks us <clears throat> like through sort of the character like i'll say it's the northeast corner of 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 the first turnabout like next to great moments with mr lincoln like where the character meet is like through the, basically where the parade leaves or or starts from we walk back there we look at all the float. we get to walk up to the floats and like see them all parked and like check things out up close and he's like yeah isn't it great and they're great and they like retrofit the frameworks and they'll rebuild things but we have storage houses and actually like insider thing is that one of those storage houses will become the new mickey railroad ride north of toontown um which was cool like they're like we didn't even have to build a new building the building was already there we're just finding different storage for parade floats um Anyway, back to the story. So they walk us down through the parades and we go up this like literal fire escape ladder and we stand on the roof of the Plaza Inn for the fireworks show and for the snow. And it was like, and he's like, Isn't this cool? Like, you know, we don't really do it, but just this is my way of that. And we're like, This is such a magical moment it was it was absurd and then he took us to the napa rose for dinner and my friend who came with me mikey day who's now a cast member on snl proceeded to get pretty drunk only to brian's delight like like he mikey was going he went so blue and so offensive (laughs) on like I think there was a run on like, you should have a ride teaching children cause it's for kids and it's the happiest place, but teaching them about like the birds and the bees, but you're teaching them about safe site Like went on this whole tear and Brian was like, the guy was laughing so hard and Mikey, I'm like, okay, okay. Don't, don't ruin tonight. Um, that was that was by far the most magical night ever and Kobe and I were talking about this like until the opening of Galaxy's Edge which was like we had the stupidest experience that night.
0: Yeah, I um I was looking back in your Instagrams to be like what like what's his Disneyland story like and I realized we must have been at the same media opening.
4: Yeah, I think so. That that was just... I've asked my reps, this is like showbiz talk now, but I've asked my representation for like, quote unquote, favors for only two things, truly, in my whole life. One was to help me get season tickets to the Rams when they mm. moved back to LA, because I, I love football and promised myself when LA got a team, I was going all in. So I said connect me to who I need to. And, and they did. And that was great. The only other thing was like, if I'm, if I'm not at an early opening of star Wars land, cause if there's, there's only one thing I love more than Disney or Rams and that star Wars is number one for me always has been.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
4: Oh yes. Yeah. I mean like you can't see, but over my shoulders, these cabinets, I'm, I'm in the middle of cleaning my toys <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's 85% star Wars stuff behind me in these cabinets. Um, and so I said, if if I, if you can't get me into the early, I'm I'll, I'll retire. I'm quitting the business. Everything I've ever accomplished in this business has been to get into Star Wars opening. Um, and and so it worked. That by the time we showed up, like Kobe and I went early and just walked around because we were passport holders already. And then we showed up. We were like the first ones in line. Like they're like, show up at five, and we were there at like four thirty seven. Then they come out and they're like. um, we're very happy to have you we hear you're very excited about this (laughs) and i said i'm sorry (laughs) if you've been annoyed by people reaching out on my behalf but i've literally called in every favor to make sure i get here and they're like oh yes we've heard you're excited um so they take us from there they take us to um sort of the dream suite i forget the official name of it but above pirates yeah now
0: it's a 21 royal
4: 21 run exactly so they take us in there and they give us the little tour and they show us the good night kisses and the magical moments in each room and like brie larson's there and i hadn't seen her since she'd hosted so i was like hey how cool is this because she's i think an even bigger star wars fan than me which i didn't know until that moment um and so we're hanging out there and then they say it's time And we go in and just the process of walking through that archway from Frontierland into Batu was just like everything I wanted it to be and more. And Kobe just kind of laughed and stood back like 15 to 20 feet from me, giggling, just filming me on her phone because she knew how much (laughs) it meant to me. And she's like, this is cool, but she could leave it or take it. Um and I just did a full lap, just just tears in my eye Like it, it's real. Star Wars is now real, fully real. Um, and then they say, okay, we have a little holding area. Um, which is like around the pot, like the podcast engine restaurant, there's a little sitting area and they're like, you know, holding area there. And so we go in and I saw a couple people I knew, but I was just in that place where like, it's such a special moment. You want to absorb it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So I sat by myself in a booth and just kind of sipped my blue milk, which is, you know, I'm not in love with it when I'm being honest.
0: Oh, I have a strong rule that I don't eat blue foods. Sure, great. I gotta say, uh, it lives up with the milk,
4: even berries.
0: Oh, a theme park blue like we're understood. talking like a heavy dyed dye. blue yes.
4: yes 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 okay understood i respect that um yeah i was like it's just a little too bubblegummy for matter it, it, it's that artificial thing um i'm glad to do it but literally give me milk with blue food coloring because that's what i've always imagined and made at home um so i'm sitting there by myself and a representative from my Lucasfilm, i guess walks up and and if you ever watched anything that i or bobby moynihan did on snl we tried to get a star wars sketch in i think once a month i mean it was too much where lauren was just like not again but we were also like on the show in a time where star wars was coming back and they're doing you know the force awakens so there was justification for it but we probably did too much um so a guy comes over and he goes, Hi Taryn, I'm I'm so-and-so from Lucasfilm and um I know what a fan you are. Would you like to meet Mark Hamill? And I'm just like, get the frick at it. No way. And 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 I like I would not have approached, but because I was in I was like, of course. <laughs> yes, and yes, 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 yes. Of course. And Um, for my birthday a year before a friend had put together a birthday message from that Mark did, which was so generous, so kind. Um, So there was something to at least like say, other than like me like (laughs) Star Wars. And so I approached and like, and, and, and his kids were there who were really nice and we kind of know people in common. So like I tried to be as normal human as possible, Not immediately explaining that like since I was in diapers, I would like play lightsaber battles from Empire Strikes Back with my older sister. Like one of the first sentences I learned to say was that's not true. That's a potable. You know, like I played it cool. We're peers. We're buds what's going on man how how weird is this like i think like once i like shook his hand like hey thank you so much and we start i said thank you for that video message it it meant so much to me and how cool and i try to play like how weird is it for you to be here like in my mind you can flash back to like mark at 21 going like i gotta find parking for the stupid audition for some space movie and now you're here (laughs) You're here yeah. in 14 acres of Disneyland dedicated to creating this, you know, like extraplanetary world. How he's like it's or, you know, I never get used to it. There's always something new. And literally as he's like being very kind of talking, he looks down and he sees my shoes and I'm wearing Star Wars shoes with his face on them. <laughs>
0: What do you mean Like a little it's, painting Of his
4: face it, they Their Vans Shoes Painting With like The OG Like start Like him With the Stormtrooper <laughs> Blaster Like you know Front and center And he looks down He goes Nice shoes And I'm like Yeah I'm sorry I'm a fan <laughs>
0: Of course of all the shoes to wear It's like the one with the biggest uh, canvas for his face
4: And I'm too deep into the day To have even like put that together Before approaching him Uh To like cross my feet or stand pigeon toed Or whatever (laughs) Um, So that was hilarious And he could not have been nicer And then I walk back to my table And now Kobe's talking to Kevin Feige who she knows because she's done all the, and he's literally in the process of telling her, he's like, Hey, so remember all that stuff you filmed for Spider-Man? We're doing a tag where it turns out you're a (laughs) scroll. And Kobe's just (laughs) like, okay, cool. What is that? (laughs) And I'm like, Kobe, stop. You're embarrassing me and so like I end up they 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 bring us in and so I end up standing next to Kevin Feige and Peyton Reed who are just nerding out and telling me like the coolest things that they own in their Star Wars collection which are deep like Kevin owns a cookie mold from Pepperidge Farm that they all you know there's only like three of these metal molds to make Star Wars cookies from 1978 so amazing I'm just I'm nerding out and it's like those guys on one side and then like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar standing, standing and 10 feet away and i'm just like what is tonight what is tonight what is this and then um by the way you're gonna regret having me on this because obviously i can talk about disneyland oh, forever do you but- have,
0: this is the the best <laughs> the, so far the best half hour i've had this year like okay, this is because on my okay. end like the only stuff that my listeners have heard so far is us being like yeah like we had a few cocktails and then we went to write a story about sabers like, Great. this okay. is a whole different
4: side. Okay, good. Okay, good. But just, you know, say, like, permanent minicere centavos por favor or something to, like, get me to stop and oh, sit down. N- but never. Um, never. <laughs> so, as you know, like, because you were there, you know, Iger comes out and he's reading from the teleprompter and it's like that's cool and we already know George is there like I met George's son Jet that night who is like the nicest man in the world and actually loves it too like I'm kind of like are you over this are you <laughs> like in the same way I was talking about my kids and my passion for Disney like and, and he's like yeah. he, he he loves it too and he's on board so that was exciting and um I, George comes out and then Mark comes out and then uh um, Uh, Billy D Williams comes out and that was like, whoa, because I didn't know that. And then, you know, it's a little bit spoiled because you can read the teleprompter. But Iger is like, he's not an actor. So he's like, hey, start her up, Chewie. And they have a Chewbacca in the cockpit. And he goes, <laughs> and you hear the <laughs> engines die down. And then I see the spoiler and he goes like, oh, no, Chewie. Iger's, Iger's like, does anybody know how to fly a Millennium Falcon? And you just hear from off, off stage, like, oh, I got it. And Harrison Ford walks out, and everybody's losing their GD minds. And he's there kind of begrudgingly, but he's being, you know, in that sort of like sourpuss Harrison Ford way. But it's just undeniably cool. And he's like, hey, all right. And he walks over to the Millennium Falcon and be- and like now I'm just like, I got to take in every moment. So I'm looking between the stage and the teleprompter. And like I start to get emotional because I see they're going to do a tribute to Peter Mayhew, who had passed away, I think, the week before. And I'm like, oh, man. And so Harrison walks over to the Millennium Falcon and he raises a fist to like pound on it but but uh, clearly they'd not rehearsed it or something because he, 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 he turns and he goes, Peter, and then he raises a fist, but whoever's uh, in charge of the lighting and sound cue thinks that that's the visual cue and hits play. So like before he can even hit the Millennium Falcon, it powers up. He goes, Peter, <laughs> and over this loud light effect sound cue, poor Harrison has to go, eh, this one's for you. <laughs> And punches the Millennium Falcon, but it's like too late. Everybody's losing their mind. So this wonderful tribute, I I watched it back, like on the video, and it doesn't look as like poorly. You can because obviously Harrison's mic'd, but in watching it live, he's like Peter, and everybody's losing their mind. And then. And then they like usher them off the stage and we're standing pretty close to the entrance for Smuggler's Run, but so is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So everybody's funnel like every important person to Disney, Lucasfilm, everything... And then me are standing in this bottleneck trying to get in like Kevin Feige is getting crushed (laughs) between like Peyton Reed and Brie Larson. But (laughs) they open it up and we get to ride it. It's so awesome. The only like extracurricular that I was that I would pledged to do is like this lightsaber build because it had been it had been built up so much. I was like, I have to build a lightsaber. We come off our like guide who's looking out for us approaches and like, how was it? I'm like, that was, I just flew the millennium Falcon. Holy cow. That was the best. Um, And they say, well, because we know what a fan you are and how important this is to you. We would like to invite you to club 33 for an intimate after party. And like, and Kobe turns to me to gauge my reaction. And I'm just like too overwhelmed at this point. (laughs) that I go (laughs) I go oh man can I build a lightsaber first (laughs) and the cast member had to go um yeah it's there's a little bit of a wait I I really think you should take them up on the 33 invite the lightsabers will be here Taryn (laughs) so I go okay okay um and they're like if you want you can we can do a quick lap around the stores and i go yes so i make so we have our guide then (laughs) like one of the heads of guest relations is there too to facilitate this incredible 33 like i've never been to 33 i can't believe i'm even getting to step inside but my mind is still because star wars is number one like i have to capitalize on this opportunity so there's Three Disney employees following us around as I'm loading up shopping bags of like of like tattooing swamp frogs <laughs> and and like Jedi robes and t- black Spire T-shirts. And they're like, "Um, so are you ready to go to Club 33 now? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, OK, I'm sorry. I have a problem. And they they walk us in. and And it was insane because they walk Kobe and I in and we are literally the only ones there. In 33, because 33's hours have closed down by this point, we're the only ones inside. So they like walk us around, give us a tour. They give us little towelettes to wipe our hands and our, like, and we go in the dining room. And the dining room's the same, but this is after they'd done the remodel, so the entrance was different. And they the kitchen they'd moved into where the ent- the lounge, you know, the the waiting room, the hunting room, or the trophy room is what it was called. Um, and they walk us into the salon nouveau, which still is like where it's at. It's the only, even if you can go for the dining, it, the meals are great. It's good quality food. It's overwhelming. You won't be able to finish everything, but the Salon Nouveau is where it's at. And we walk in there, we're the only ones there, and we sit at the bar and we're just talking to every uh, bartender, pers- every employee, like, <laughs> how lucky are you that you get to be here? And they can just tell like me in particular that I'm a spaz. And so they're humor. Well, me. You must've been
0: at like 14 out of 10. You must've been just, just rolling I, in there with deep energy.
4: I literally like am like pulling out handcuffs and chaining myself because I'm like, you'll never take me out of here alive, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and it's just Kobe and I, and like, it's my first ever adult cocktail on disneyland property it's so it's surreal upon surreal upon surreal and we are i'm not exaggerating we're the only two people there who are not employees and so we're like how cool is this and everybody's so kind and i'm already like how how do people become members how do i do it like i turned into bobcat Goldthwaite, like oh, i don't really like to know um and then we're there and what we quickly understand is that they've done us a favor. And like, so at this point, both Kobe and I are on ABC shows and Kobe is a part of the Marvel family. And so like, it's not completely unearned, but we also certainly feel like how are un- unworthy in that moment. And what it is, the reason 33 stayed open is that Disney communications, not Disneyland, not Disney world, but Disney corporate communications kept it open for their team who have organized the opening of this Star Wars galaxy and all the publicity and all of the food, all of the, uh, they organized the event are holding their party there. And Kobe and I are just huddled at, at the bar and they're having cocktails. They're congratulating each other. And they're, they're like, you know, they're, this is their victory lap. And we've had the place to ourselves for about 30 minutes. And we're already like on our third cocktail and just can't believe it. And, the head of guest relations who is who helped facilitate this walks over and she's like we just want to check in how you're doing do you think that maybe you would need a hotel room here tonight to stay because and then kobe and i look at each other and like okay we gotta we are invaders they're worried that we're gonna drink ourselves silly yes. and that we're gonna crash you've on crossed the, the line and into a we, potential liability this is too bad yeah. okay there we see we see the red light um so we say thank you and and we say we're gonna actually well no no no. this is our last and thank you we can Cannot thank you enough. This is amazing. And now the park is completely closed. It's totally empty. So we walk from New Orleans Square through the park down Main Street with no, like we saw a couple power washers already out spraying down the streets and sidewalks. And it was like, we did, we've done Disney. We've done, we, there was no, it will not get better than this. So that was like, those are the top two. Disney trips until this most recent one because honestly, like without exaggeration, with as with as luxurious and privileged and exclusive as those experiences were, what I love about Disney is the sensation uh, of of honoring childhood wonderment and imagine imagination and and innocence and like that magic. So like your child going like, can we do Soarin' again, Daddy? Can we do Incredicoaster? We went upside down like. That, that is what Disneyland is truly about. So, you know, this, this most recent trip, I was so happy to be back.
0: Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with Framebridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. To get started, head to framebridge.com because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com. idea you went so hard like i i knew you Um, were into um, disney parks but i didn't know i also had no idea uh just the endless circus of magical moments that happened at that galaxy's edge opening
4: i mean i just it uh, it was like christmas is a piece of crap now because nothing will ever be feel i will never feel as giddy or lucky or you know like the bestest boy in the whole world. Um, yeah, I love it. It's it's truly my favorite. My dream for my 50th, for my 50th birthday, my dream is to set aside two weeks, put out an itinerary, say like, if you want to join me, please do. But I'm going to spend two weeks going around the world, Go start in land, go to world, go to Paris, then, you know, Shanghai, Tokyo, Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong, come back all the way around finish at disneyland that's that's my dream
0: the world tour
4: the world tour how many weeks. overseas
0: parks have you been to
4: just paris
0: oh we got to get you to asia
4: i got to go to asia i and and i think i know i'm misguided in this but hong kong is number 1 for me i know that i know that disney sea is like like that's where you go or shanghai and what they have but hong kong they made land for it. <laughs> they made an <laughs> island to facilitate. And I know it's small, and I, but that's that's number one on my list.
0: I, I completely get it because a lot of people, you know, they kind of look down on the Hong Kong park. They're like, oh, it's a one day park. I went there and I had to cancel plans so that I could go three days in a row.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it was, it was like Disneyland, how it must have been maybe in like the 70s. Great. Because I went to the coffee shop every day to the point where they recognized me. And granted, like, I was wearing cartoon clothing and I'm just like bopping around alone (laughs) in a foreign theme park. But they were they were like, are you back for your Donald Duck donut? And I was like, this is what it's all about.
4: I want that so bad. I'm glad you have it. I'm glad you had it. But I want it. I covet it.
0: Oh, my God. Do you think it's going to be too much for your brain to go to all of them at once?
4: Oh, man. I, I well, here's my hope. Probably. I think the answer is Yeah. Probably like there's no way I'll soak it in and get to be present. And, um, but my hope is that w- what the After Effects are, you know, like the first time I rode Rise of the Resistance, I wasn't able to take any of it in. Like each nude dis- was like, what? 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 Um, and so I think like you do the tour and it's and it's sort of it's the sort of novelty of doing them all in, con- you know, uh, consecutively and then hopefully i'll be able to pick and choose of like okay i need to return here to really take in a b and c i think that's i think that that's the best it can go
0: oh my god i i wish this for you also Thank I, you. did you did you ever get your lightsaber
4: there's six lightsaber handles <laughs> behind me that's what the cabinets are getting cleaned out for <laughs> oh so you more
0: than made up for it
4: <laughs> it it m- the old, like, one of the few things my wife is, has said, you can't do that anymore, is lightsabers. She's like, you can't, we can't do it anymore. There's too many. You have too many hilts.
0: But they're all different.
4: You have all the crystals. <laughs> I know. I know. But I literally could run my own build your own lightsaber experience out of my home office.
0: I mean, you would have the acting portion down.
4: Oh, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. And that, like, that secret vibe, you'd be fine. Exactly. Oh my God! Wait, what's your most what's your most prized Star Wars possession? What's like the one thing in that cabinet that you hold I, most dear?
4: I have, um, oh gosh, I mean, there's there uh, it's there's impressive cool things. Um, I have we did a sketch where Louis, uh, Louis Cazarian, who does all the special effect, all the makeup for SNL, is a huge sci-fi Star Wars everything nerd, and he made a Fiddlin' Dan head you know, for the cantina band that bump, 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 bum. bum, bum, bum so I have one of those <laughs> signed by JJ Abrams and it says, may the force be with you. It's so that's a good one. Uh, uh yeah, yeah that's, that's just
0: a, that's just a good, that's a, nobody else has that.
4: That's a one of a kind, very cool. Good one. Bobby Moynihan, in terms of the collectibles and the toys is 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 more intense than I am in a beautiful way but he tracks down every matt the radar technician which uh, from the undercover boss sketch we did <laughs> um the Kylo Ren undercover as matt like he finds all the kind of like custom toys that people do so i have like an action figure of myself i have several matt the radar technicians i have bobby's characters. so um those are really cool. My favorite toy that isn't necessarily exclusive, but is from the 501st. It's my R2KT. Do you know that story? I um they don't. Think so they the do. 501st are the are this this group of fans. They dress up as stormtroopers and they attend different conventions and different openings. And one of the top ranking members, his child got sick from cancer and her name was katie and she passed away and they built an r2 unit a pink r2 unit called r2 (gasps) kt and they and and i think it's it's either kenner hasbro i forget who had ownership at that time but they made an r2 kt figure it's my favorite favorite thing because it's like beautiful heartbreaking it's what it's what it's the best of the star wars community in that in how they rally and lift each other and bring each other up so that's oh that's kind of like it, it's not necessarily the rarest or the thing but it's just the one that means the most to me
0: that's incredible yeah. uh, like where where are you at mentally about star wars galactic star cruiser oh gosh, gosh. <laughs> Or do you have, like, all of 2022 even, on hold? Just I can't waiting? even.
4: Well, like, I feel like I've already called in so many favors, but it, it, it's like, one, how do I get in? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to get in. I, how, how do I? I, I got to get in. Two, who do I go with? Right? Because, like, my child is like, I want to do that. And I'm like, I want to do it with you so much. But my buddies, Nick and Jordan and James and Bobby, like, they'll do it the right way. I love you, but you will hold me back and you will ruin it. And the first time you complain about your feet being sore or what, I am i will try to force choke you to death.
0: I, I had a feeling this is going to be your exact answer. Like, you have yeah. to be in that little capsule room with people yeah. that are at your level or above.
4: Yeah. Uh. The, the, the like if you if you call them butter noodles and not you know like celestine tubes or whatever I, I literally like will disown you because i'm not your dad i am ronin jedi Jorgunmel, mel my original character i created for this experience
0: you already have an outfit plan don't you
4: <laughs> no I, it's which one which one which one <laughs> formal jedi casual with robe without robe light side dark side
0: this is exactly not- who they want there
4: he's not just a hidden mickey he's a hidden mickey spaz
0: <laughs> no it's so nice because okay <laughs> i'm i'm not up to date on this but are you star wars canon now were you yeah. just in a show
4: yes so in, in a few ways in a, in a few ways um, and, 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 really, I got to give all credit to Bobby Moynihan because he's so much better at making these connections. He's like a prolific voice actor. So he's on seven cartoons right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not as actively pursuing it as him, but he's such a good friend that he always like includes me cause he knows I do love it. Um, we, so the Matt the radar technician, orange utility belt was put in, um, on, Resistance I think or uh what what I I always get them confused not rebels or maybe it was rebels there are there are a lot of animated shows now but yeah. it's the one where they used Ralph McQuarrie's original Wookiee concept design for one of the characters um anyway they used that that design of Matt so that felt like the first dipping of toes of that maybe undercover boss does exist in the canon world then on that show they had, in that episode where they dressed as utility workers, they had Bobby and I in to voice Stormtroopers. So we are two Stormtroopers in the back of that. So that was like, done, I'm in, that's canon, that's rad. Um, then, more recently, Bobby and I got to do original characters on Bad Batch, on episode four of Bad Batch, and... That was just the coolest because we got to we did it in the room together. Oh um, he he's he's one of I forget the species that it is, but he's one of the three eyed guys from Return of the Jedi that's like cheering on Jabba's barge. I'm one of the Nien Nub uh, uh type of uh, their celest- Um, he's like a like a shady guy. Yeah, it that was crazy. That was crazy. The way that that Phil and Dan JJ mask came about was that he was a guest in one of like the Star Wars casting tapes where we do like, you know, an impression yeah. parade. Um, impression front, parade. <laughs> yeah. It, it's Perfect. just a revolving... What? Who do you do? They literally walk around on writer's night and like, who do you want to do this week? Um, but he was there to introduce it and got to nerd out and he saw what a fan I was. Um, the cool, My coolest Star Wars canon connection is... He's editing Force Awakens. He calls me during a show week, and he's like, "Taron, it's JJ. How are you? Sorry to bother you. I know you're working. I have a favor to ask. You do? So- I'd done Harrison Ford the week before. He's like, "You do such a great Harrison. I have this. I have this line of ADR. I don't have him for another two months. I got to get this reel in for special effects. Will you record one one line of dialogue as Han Solo?" <laughs> and he left it as a message and i spun out so hard (laughs) i spun out where like i i responded within five minutes maybe with six different takes and it's just the uh it's something like you close the door you look after chewy and he's like it's like barked like a command but of course the nerd that i am like freaked out where i was like you close the doors you Look after Chewy. You know, like just going like so emotive and so crazy. And then like I sent six and then thought about it for an hour and spun out more and then sent another take, which was like, he's like, You're just barking, you're in it's active, and it's like, you close the door, you take her, Chewy. And it was just like did a bunch of things. And eventually he wrote me back. He's like, You're the greatest. I can tell I came to the right guy. Um, (laughs) one of these works great. And he said that they kept my looped dialogue in all the way till final audio mix. And the only reason that they actually had Harrison do it is he's like, I just felt conf- I felt weird and we had him in the booth. So we did it. But he said, Taryn, nobody knew. Nobody could tell that it wasn't Harrison and so all the way up until the final audio mix through all the vis- visual effects reels through all that through all the screenings they would do test the screenings i was her- i was Han Solo for one line of dialogue it's when they're when the i forget the name of them, the Raptars. they're in that like you're in his zoo ship in force awakens and then the bounty hunters come on and they're like han solo we're going to kill you and they're running and they're loading onto the millennium falcon and chewie has been shot in the arm and he's just like you close the bastard you take care of Chewie, and they run on so that was that was when i like truly authentically was a part of star wars for a month and a half
5: oh my
0: god How d- cool. i mean that's that's ridiculous you're his understudy
4: it was insane it was insane. It was insane. And nobody will, would ever know it until now. So wow. thank you for giving me this platform.
0: Oh, I mean, literally everything you said, I could ask 4,000 follow up questions and I'm, I'm not going to bore you. <laughs> I do though. So I, yeah. I guess I was mistakenly under the impression that like once you've done enough things in the Disney universe, you know, like between the two of you, you have Marvel, you have Star Wars, you have a little of everything. I just assumed that they like like sent sent someone to your house with a small velvet box that's like welcome to club 33 you are inside i'm i know i'm jumping back but i'm i'm shocked that your first time there was two two years ago
4: yeah no and 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 we are now officially members but as you should be but we did it you know we did it the way we paid the fee and we do the annual dues and the thing and and that first initial payment because i guess i guess once they opened salon nouveau they also did away with their wait list like normally you had to put your name on the wait list and wait your time and they sort of like we're curating a little bit more now because i think some people fell off and then some you know um but uh they're like, so if you are interested, because that initial fee is like a kick in the gut. But oh, if you're a yeah. uh, b- golf club membership, you know I don't play golf, but if you're a b- beach club, yacht, uh, tennis, and it, whatever, yeah, like this, this is the only th- that for me. So <laughs> clearly, obviously, <laughs> um, so I was just like uh, Kobe, I really want to, and she's like, I support it, I support it again, and then the annual fee is a little more justifiable if you're as hardcore as i am because you get certain things you get a certain amount allotment of tours you get certain guest tickets so it doesn't pay for itself but it's it's a lot more justifiable in that annual do thing and yeah. a- in annual dues and, and like, you know, we went back this Saturday and we sat in the Salon Nouveau and I had the strawberry crumble cake and it's just like, and we saw Slash.
0: Slash goes to Disneyland?
4: GNR. I think Slash is a 33 member. What? I know. That's my a- hot take. A-, a
0: real hidden Mickey. Did not know oh about him. Oh my gosh.
4: It, exact, hidden in his own hair even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, Oh my gosh! I well, of anyone, you should be a member. Like
4: you're very you, kind. You've,
0: you've earned it. Your family has been in almost every Disney franchise. We just got it.
4: We're trying to get our youngest into a Nat Geo documentary, and then I think we've covered every.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to get a rare tropical bird. Then you exactly. have every single bucket covered. <laughs> exactly,
4: exactly. That. Oh, and Pixar. We got to get in on Pixar yeah. too, which is like I well the dream. I
0: so I will be canceled if I don't at least mention out loud that you were in a decom. <laughs> oh were in sure, Disney Channel yeah. original movie. Nobody yes. got at me online, uh, which I feel like falls under one of the categories. Like you've checked almost all the boxes. Boxes.
4: that's true and since since the release of disney plus there i mean stuck in the suburbs never completely went away in a weird in a in a in a really weird way in that like i got my dream job of snl which i actively pursued for a decade and still every week after a show when i'd come out downstairs onto 49th street people would be like jordan cahill <laughs> and all of my cool comedy friends are like who are you
0: Please tell me that, like, the autograph people before the parties would be giving you a headshot from that movie and not of you at that age.
4: They wanted Jordan Cahill. They also, there was like a Nickelodeon contingency of my oh. time and Moody's point on the Amanda show. There's like, yeah, people, people are, if they're a fan, they're a fan for life. And I, and I appreciate it. And like, Shooting stuck in the suburbs in New Orleans at 21 years old, being there for a month, working 10 days, fake guitar playing badly, and getting to like enjoy Mardi Gras was like one of the best times in my life. I mean, it so, sounds perfect. Bring it on. It was it was a perfect job. It was a perfect job, and people love it. And they they before Disney Plus, they would play it all the time, like minimum once a month, and sometimes at late night. You could always like like the era of Twitter was always so fun because I'd suddenly get like alerts at like three thirty (laughs) a.m. of like
0: that was Taron (laughs) Killam. Oh, just every time, every time re-remembering it.
4: <laughs> yeah, there's kind of two camps. There's kind of like the camp that n- has always known and was like kill Killam, and oh my god, I had a crush, and now he's on us, way to go. And then the camp that had no clue that was me did have a crush and feel duped now that the sort of like average white comedy star was was the like Justin Timberlake wannabe that they had. Okay, like you can't you can't call for. yourself average, please. Oh, uh, I. I I'm, I'm talking about just in terms of like I can stand in as like dad <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> I was sub I was stuck in the suburbs star and now I'm just like suburbs dad and perfectly content with that
0: but you're a great suburbs dad <laughs> i'll
4: take it thank you i, I, mean, I won't argue parents, that
0: fabulous show
4: thank you i love that job yeah i was sad sad that it that it ended but was, so was i I mean yeah.
0: lance bass space camp will go down as like the best thing any television show there was has ever done
4: mystery senorita there was so many oh good comedy bits in that show and just uh, the cast i've never gotten along with my co-worker uh, you know i've never had problems but those are friends for life for sure
0: Oh, that's so nice, and you can tell because yeah. the show was so great.
4: Yeah, thank you. Uh,
0: I think the only other thing I want to flag, if you have a minute, if yep. you don't, ha- if your nope. lightsabers aren't getting actively dusty,
4: bring it. I I took the batteries out, so oh,
0: oh thank God. Um, so you you got to do an experience that I will be forever jealous of, which was a private photo shoot with Goofy
4: at Disney uh, yes. World. And uh, I I oh, 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 yes. At Apcot. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because I also we did one at Disneyland Paris, but it wasn't private. But I I know what you're referencing. Yeah. Because you got
0: to go down the track of like, oh, a guest is coming. We will arrange a special moment for you. Yes.
4: Yes. 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 Was was, that uh, as
0: blissful as it sounds?
4: hundred percent. And here's here's what's like kind of like weird about it is that like that was the trade off. You know what I mean? Where that 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 was the ask from Disney, like, hey, do you (laughs) mind coming into Epcot, the best park in all of Florida with your favorite character for a private photo shoot before it even opens? And it's like, okay, and then you'll let us come to the parks and have a guided tour. fine. Yeah, it's the best. Epcot, if I could if I could steal anything from Disney World and relocate it to, to Disneyland, to Anaheim, it's Epcot.
0: What's your favorite Epcot pavilion? Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: La Cava de Tequila. Oh, Queso, the- guac, tequila tasting. Put me in there. All they have to do is change three caballeros to uh, cocoa. And I already have the plans in my mind. Yeah. I say you replace the track with like translucent, uh, like plastic or fiberglass. And then you light it orange from underneath. So it's like the flower petals and you're floating on the flower petals and you go through. And like the first thing is just like sort of the town square where Miguel wants to play. And then you enter the land of the dead. It's all in my brain. It's all. And then the last is, is the ofrenda. Like that's the last little tunnel is the ofrenda there. And you see all the like, it's, it'd be a perfect land.
0: Taryn, I've heard a lot of people say cocoa, but nobody provides such good concrete evidence.
4: I can, I can, I literally have crayon drawn blueprints on my desk. Um, it just I, I love three caballeros and I know like that's an important era in, in Walt Disney and um and and to South America as a whole, but you know, Mexico is Central America, not South America. So three caballeros, like there's a little revisionist history if we're getting technical. Um and I just I Coco like I think it's my number one Pixar. Like for years it was ratatouille, but I think Coco is my number one.
0: Wow.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: It is fabulous.
4: I just, when we first saw it, we went, like, it was like day like two days after Thanksgiving, and it was like, you know, there's that Sony animation, Book of the Dead, or whatever, the Channing Tatum one, where you're like, okay, so they got word that they were doing that, and this is the competition for that, let's go see Coco, and then there was that, no offense, not superb, Frozen short in front of it, so we're like, uh uh-oh, what are we in store for? And from the second it started i remember the moment where i was like oh this is gonna be great which is when his abuela like throws the shoe at the dog and she goes never name a stray mutt now go get my shoe and i laughed so hard and i was like danger Taryn, danger this is this could be some real feels here and when he does um un poco loco at the talent show and, and and the guy goes, I'm proud of you. I lean over with like a crack in my throat. I go, that's, that's his real grandfather to Kobe. And normally she hates when I spoil things like that. But she went, no. <laughs> and we were able to watch the rest of the movie kind of knowing that that was probably what it was. And knowing it does not detract. Knowing that that's his grand, it makes every moment after that so much more potent. And literally by the time they're thrown in the pit, And he does his memory and they realize they're related and the flashback in Sepio singing to his daughter, Niagara Falls. the rest of the time just pouring down my face the every moment every it's just hit 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 from from you know his great-grandmother singing from the getting the bad guy from the spirit animals to you know what i mean like every moment from then on and the and they finish with the best song everybody loves remember me and and rightfully so because it's a great song um but uh proud corazon is the best song in that whole movie
0: Oh this is by far your favorite movie. <laughs> this is this has to be. Ratatouille's kn- got nothing on this.
4: I know it a little bit. Yeah. So just change that ride right inside that pyramid.
0: Oh my god. See, it must be hard for you to understand how story works because I'm surprised by everything. <laughs> I can't sure. believe what happens in the end. Sure. Like I, yeah.
4: I I envy that I I certainly miss that a little bit like the jaded knowing how the sausage is made kind of thing. But that's the beauty of storytelling is like when it's good it doesn't matter it doesn't matter see it coming because when it's good and the performances the music and the build and the editing and the it it you can't help but be taken away even knowing you can't help and and that's why you like to rewatch a great movie because when it's done well spoilers don't don't shouldn't shouldn't matter i think
0: yeah did you ever go to the thing at the hollywood bowl where they did it live
4: uh no No, oh they have it
0: on disney plus
4: Oh, okay. Okay, and they, I'll like, watch it.
0: Uh, they did I did an episode about projection mapping and so they did they projection oh, wow. mapped like the Marigold bridge over the arch of the bowl. Uh, it's cool and they have it I mean it's filmed really well, so you don't have cool. to like sit on a wooden bench and just I'll feel do your it. bones hurt.
4: I love the bowl. I w we've done John Williams night and we've done we did a Mary Poppins sing along one when that mm. was super duper fun. But I never did saw you go to it. the Muppets
0: when Bobby did it? Yes. That was the best.
4: No, no, I didn't. He just sent me so many pictures. I think I did. He sent me. uh, Yeah, that looked amazing. (laughs) I wasn't even in town. I think I was still in New York. I like I might have been doing Hamilton then. I don't know. There was a reason I couldn't be there.
0: Yeah, because it was a few years ago.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. That like for so many people who were there, I was talking to someone about this two days ago and we were like, whatever, whatever he did to get in that show is yeah. like oh my god it was the best night he of the is, I've ever. Seen. have
4: you have you had him as a guest on this i
0: i have not okay. i don't think yeah, i mean, knew he was him. he was this uh, deep in oh. star wars stuff
4: oh he's i mean he's yeah he's he's uh like maybe theme park wise i'm more intense just having grown up in los angeles and everything but in terms of knowledgeable like uh sycophantic dedicated and and certainly collectibles like he's the best and any time someone would come um uh like a guest through the muppets would come through or whatever he just knew everybody who did the like he could recognize who's doing kermit without seeing the puppet he just he, he's he just knows that he just he just knows it and so wow yeah, David Rudman he became friends with who's done Gonzo and who and David and Adam created Nature Cat which is a pbs kid show that both bobby and i do voices on and so but but david was one of uh, bobby's first connections into the muppet world and they they grew close and bobby's just very good at that and following up and being like how are you and being considerate and being kind and and he's just a lover of of those kinds of things
0: what a great friend to have come across you know the be- like I the mean- two of you just worming your way through all the cool stuff
4: I would not have survived that job without him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just he was he was like sort of he and Vanessa were and and Jay actually, too. I was very spoiled to not just like not just collaborate with, but like care for people in in my sort of SNL class.
0: Yeah. You need a crew.
4: You need a crew. I had a good crew. I had a great crew.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Bring it. Theme park Halloween or theme park Christmas? Christmas. Uh, what is your favorite Disney character? Uh, goofy. Okay, great choice. Oh, you don't have to go fast. There's some longer ones. It's fine. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm sorry. What- so you said you said rapid. <laughs> right, I know. So. I, it's uh, like rapid, like medium level fire, like okay. uh, like turning the burner on and not sure if it's lit
4: got it yeah uh, go- goofy of of the classics i love rafiki i love an eccentric wizened mentor like yoda is my favorite <laughs> star wars character rafiki's like was my favorite sort of like disney cinematic character um but yeah but that that changes now i think now i'd probably say genie has overtaken rafiki just cuz who's better than robin williams
0: wow big genie fan
4: yeah, love genie. Watch, I mean, why You know, go back and watch Aladdin. That's one that, like, you, wow, wow, what a performance!
0: I agree. Uh, what's the best theme park meal you've ever had?
4: Um, the best thing, uh, uh, corn dog, little red wagon corn dog.
0: Did you have one since you Apple went slices?
4: Back? Yeah, I did the spicy one this time at 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 Award Wieners.
0: Oh, how was that?
4: Spicy and delicious. Oh.
0: I went yeah. to award wieners during that food event and I got a cheese stick and it was not right but then I got a oh, corn dear. dog the little red wagon and it was right
4: well done yeah, yeah. my both my daughters are, are vegetarians because they hate the idea of eating animals so it's like a, a moral choice they they mess with the cheese stick and they're happy, they're contented by it and I say good for you
0: I need that corn dog.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. I mean, you know, it's just like we've had delicious meals at the, at the, uh, grand salon, but that, that corn dog can't be beat. Agreed. It's a waffle batter.
0: I know. It's so good. Uh, what's your favorite theme park land?
2: Wow.
4: (sighs) Critter country. Whoa. Yeah. What,
0: what is it about critter country that grabs you?
4: it's the most relaxing. It's the most like down home feel good, you know, like I, uh, yeah, I country bears. Like I was, was a, was a favorite when I was little country bear jamboree and, Winnie the Pooh was was my littlest one's first favorite ride and we would do it literally like four times five times in a row splash has been my favorite ride just in that I like a water ride you get the thrill but you also get the dark ride and just you know for years and years and years it was the only one that combined those things before cars or before rise it was the only one that was like a combination of everything you love about Disney
0: wow okay you sold me
4: yeah Oh my gosh! And the and the little shops back there, I just I find them very charming. It's the land where the train makes the most sense. Anytime the train passes through, you're like, yeah, that belongs here. It just everything comes together in Critter Country.
0: (laughs) That's that's so funny. It's so true. (laughs) You're right. It does make sense. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, what's your favorite Disney hotel?
4: Okay. Okay. I mean, I haven't done the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser yet. Yeah, but
0: I think this episode's dropping some hints. We'll get you in there somehow.
4: (laughs) I uh, will say Beach Club.
0: Oh, preach to me. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more.
4: What a great water slide. To yes. go right over the walkway. What a fun, it's it's not too much, it's just what you need. A sandy pool, how fun, and it works, and it doesn't necessarily feel so much dirtier than a normal <laughs> hotel pool. And I can walk right the heck out of there, walk for eight minutes, and have fish and chips in my hand in England in no time at all. What other hotel? The, a, clo- a very close second. A very close second just for sheer convenience is the Disneyland Hotel in Paris. I get out of the elevator and I'm at the gate. That's genius. Yeah. That's brilliant.
0: Your mind's going to be blown when you go to Tokyo and you stay at Miracosta. Okay. And okay. you look outside Great. and there's a volcano. I'm very excited for you.
4: I need it. I, it. I want it. I need it. I need um, it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. I get a little I get a little freaked out by how small the building is. I feel like I'm in the wrong decade.
4: Mm. I uh, it, it, it is. It is the most sort of it, it is that it's a time travel and it's the most un California. It feels I, I think there's something Floridian about it anyway, without the Grand Floridian and that like I've never actually stayed there, but I've been in there and I'm like, OK, if I'm on this lake, I want to be at the Polynesian. But the Polynesian for me is like, I'm in Adventureland. I'm in it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm like, I'm still in it. And, and I love a good tiki party as much as the next guy, but I can show up and I can have the voodoo skull cocktail and I can. To be able, the the light, the brightness of it, the parking is great. Like the parking is right there. It's all a manageable parking lot. You walk right in. It feels, yeah, like 80s kind of what Tommy Hilfiger vibe, yes. you know, like it's a little sterile, a little like nothing. But I don't want to be at a hotel. I don't want to be hanging out at a hotel at Disney. I want to be motivated to get out and get to the park. And that one motivates me to get out, walk eight minutes and buy a beautiful Alice in Wonderland tea set in England. walk across the bridge now go on ratatouille if i want
0: if you ever needed to prove your expert status (laughs) just i mean just hit after hit after hit i
4: got the maps i got the maps in my brain
0: you have walked that walk many times before to know it takes exactly eight minutes
4: do you know what i've only been to disney world three times in my life
0: that needs to be fixed
4: I agree. I agree. We'll go back. It's tricky. I'm still pro Disneyland because Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom. Disneyland has the history and it's Disney World is not more. It's just wider.
0: Oh, no, Taryn. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, there's Magic so much- Kingdom's not more. Oh, no. It's so much. The rides more.
4: are the rides are shorter. There's not there's not that many more attractions. Their Aladdin thingamabobber thing is the same thing as the Tomorrowland rocket ride. Uh the since Disneyland added that uh Dole Whip uh, hideaway area, like that's the best addition to any park in terms of just like like functionality and it, like that is the most brilliant. They didn't t- the, you know, they took away Aladdin's storybook time thing that nobody it was never open and nobody went in there anyway. It blends in. It's more of the world it's in. It's convenience for your dolwit for the best treat at Disneyland. You know, it's great. Magic Kingdom, it's just wider. It's just wider. But no. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Walt's argue. apartment in, in Magic Kingdom? Oh, Where's Walt's apartment?
0: That's not fair.
4: That's not fair. Sorry. Sorry. That's
0: not fair. It's not our fault that he sadly and tragically passed away before it opened.
4: Well, is it?
0: But you have Cinderella's apartment.
4: That's cool, but we've got 21 Royal.
0: Yeah, but but that's not that's not Cinderella's home.
4: Right. But we got Sleeping Beauty's Castle.
0: I'm not gonna win this. I I know.
4: (laughs) I would love an I would love an itemized list of like shows and attractions. Magic Kingdom is not that much more. I'll be honest, the first time I came to Disney World, Disney World in my mind was like every MMC like uh, disney channel show i watched in the 90s where mickey's standing on top of the of the uh, the people of the world of whatever the big ball is called the future technologies ride like mickey's standing on oh, top wait, of it what? and it's soaring soaring over and i'm like disney world is going to be awesome cuz you go from park to park to park and you show up and you go no it's just a swamp county <gasps> and then there happens to be five great disney parks in there
0: Taryn i I'm gonna have to cut this I don't want You've done, you've done so well until now And now I'm very concerned For your safety on the internet
4: I I love Epcot Like Epcot is a dream And I'll take it for a second And Animal Kingdom is exceptional Exceptional yes. And the Banshee Like I'm not saying it's bad I'm not saying it's bad <laughs> I'm saying in terms of like and And the reason I specified Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland Yes Give me Disneyland any day there's nothing that Magic Kingdom offers to me that I'm like, whoa! I wish it's like, hey, do you want a shorter Pirates and a shorter Peter Pan ride and a wider Main Street? Like, not necessarily. I'm okay.
0: I see in my bones, I know you're right, but I think I thrive off the palpable stress of family vacation around me.
4: Okay, like okay.
0: everyone being stressed about being there all day makes me feel like I've I've really reached a destination.
4: Yeah. Also,
0: People Mover, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, very underrated.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, Like, I'm not saying that there are gems, but uh, something to know about me, maybe you didn't know, is that a shuttle, a People Mover, a thing like that, like a tram of any kind, never been on a great one in my whole life. And at Disney World, like, you have to shuttle all the time. At Disneyland, you show up, you park, you're never in a vehicle again if you don't want. And to me, what Disneyland is is that it's it's Magic Kingdom and and Walt Disney Studios together, and you can walk to them, right? Which is basically what Epcot and and Walt Disney is kind of almost. Uh, you know what I am more jealous of in Disney World in terms of people mo- transferring people is the the new uh, sky chairs.
0: Oh, yeah, the Skyliner
4: Skyliner that I'm down for that's because that's kind of a ride and it reminds me of of the OG Disneyland going through, you know, from from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland. Yeah. So so that I'm down with Uh, Animal Kingdom like is cool and I love it, but it's a lot of design and not a ton of rides. Right. Like you got Banshee and you got Everest. We got Grizzly River Rapids. You got Kali. Cool. Safari got, full of animals though. We've got I yeah, zoos depress me. Oh, okay, yeah. That So that's a thing. I it's great. It's the best done zoo. Yes. And we've stayed at Animal Kingdom Hotel and that was really cool, but I can't get my brain out of that this animal isn't germane to this area. Yeah. Um,
0: I've done enough like conservation Disney reporting to be like, yeah. it's fine. Like we're good. They're we're doing good. good. They're doing it the you, best they can. Yeah. If you already have that in your head, you you can't get
4: It's locked for it. me. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 that's a, that goes global. That's outside of Disney. <laughs> You've got dinosaur. We've got Indiana Jones. I don't need either. If I'm being honest, you know what I mean? Like my back doesn't need either, My oh, my spine can't ha- handle I, either of those. I
0: was going to ask you like your, your biggest Disneyland ride hot take.
4: And that uh, might is be that, it. I, maybe I think more like I you I, I you need to pay me to go on on uh Everest. Uh or uh, on Matterhorn. Sorry, Matterhorn. Oh. Expedition Everest is what I wish Matterhorn was. I wish yes. they could take Matterhorn and put in Expedition Everest because Expedition Everest I think is my favorite Disneyland roller coaster, including credit coaster, inclu- all of them. Expedition Everest is superb. And Flight of the Banshee is amazing. Like, I'm not an Avatar guy, right? Mm-hmm. And an Avatar doesn't feel inherently Disney to me. It's just a great business deal. That land is a work of art. The The design of it is a work of art, and I love it. But, you know, and then we're done. And then we're done. I've never done a Disney water park there, so I bet I, bet I would be won over by that.
0: They're quite fun.
4: And this is, I mean, now we're going real crazy, but... <laughs> Hollywood Universal Studios Hollywood is a waste of my time after going to Universal Studios Florida
0: that I don't think that many people would argue with you on because their footprint is just so small like we say like Disneyland like oh they're blocked in like no not like Universal Studios Hollywood is.
4: Totally. I, it's, it's totally not their fault and they're doing the best they can, but it's an afterthought. And if you, if you enter, if you see 12, like 13 Grimmauld place and then you go through the wall into Diagon Alley and then you take the Hogwarts Express, like everything out here is just kind of like, it feels like a school project diorama recreation of what's happening in Florida. But to me, like if, if, you know, you can only have one Disneyland and all of Disney World. As much as there's stuff I love in Disney World, give me give me Disneyland. Wow, wow. I know. I'm sorry. I but, it, I, get but I know it's the I know it's like being a Southern California native, and I know it's you're used to what you grew up with. You know, it's like LA versus New York, same kind of a similar argument, I think. But Disneyland Magic Castle, like, it's not a competition to me. It's like it's not even a. You can't even <sighs> compare.
0: Wait, Magic Kingdom or Magic Castle? The Magic Place.
4: Sorry, yeah, Magic Kingdom. See, okay. that's the, I can't even remember the name. It's like that's the name in it. You're just, you just, you're just, a, you're just a, a stretched out Disneyland. Oh, but you'll see.
0: But aren't you tired of walking down, taking the turn, walking down Main Street, and being like, "Where's the castle?" Doesn't that bother you?
4: No, because if we're talking about pure aesthetic design of a land, nothing beats Paris.
0: Agreed. Fully agreed.
4: You see that castle from every spot in the park and it's the best big thunder mountain.
0: It's all beautiful. It's like beautiful and then there's little uh like trash cans with ashtrays for smoking cigarettes. It's yeah. like a very weird juxtaposition. Cool.
4: That's but- what Walt would have wanted.
0: <laughs> it is what Walt would have wanted. <laughs> oh my god okay uh uh, uh, the last question um space mountain disneyland or disney world
4: i'm gonna say disneyland not that it's a better ride but i like sitting next to my child i am literally two days out from sitting beside my child on space mountain and and so so it's that like it's same thing with splash like in Disney World, I love getting to sit next to somebody. I love it. I like a side by side.
0: I've never thought of it that way, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you. So nice to finally officially meet you.
5: Hi, Carly. This is Heather. I'm calling you from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I just needed to let you know that there is a Shrek box in South Philly. So it is just set up like a little library um, where you can take a Shrek and you can leave a Shrek. And there have been onions and fan art and video games and DVDs left. Um, And it is just amazing. And I feel like you need to know about them. They are on Instagram at Shrek.box and also on Twitter at ShrekBox. So from our swamp to yours, um, now you know about the ShrekBox. Thanks so much. Bye.
0: You know, there is nothing I love more than being the person you think of to call when you see something Shrek-related. I love it. I love it. I hope it never stops happening. It is a blessing it is a gift. Now, this Shrek box is extremely real. I have seen this a few times in recent days, and it's utterly hilarious. When I checked the Instagram a few days ago, there were drawings and photos and onions, so many onions inside of it. And it's such a fabulous, kooky, and fun idea. Ugh. I love it so much. Now, according to BillyPenn.com, Shrek Box was founded by Will Kuyper and Lauren Devlin, who found a newspaper box a while ago, as one does, I guess, and only recently had the idea to shove some green-tinted whimsy into the world when Will put it outside his home. He told the website, It really blew up. When I did it, I had no idea. I just thought it would sit out there and maybe get some giggles. But with everything online, it's just nonstop outside my apartment. Now, the interesting thing is the box was born on May 10th, very recently, and has since almost instantly gone viral on TikTok. The account 99 burrito, <laughs> incredible, uh, has a video of it, and it's so great. It's now stuffed with so much more stuff, so I highly recommend you go on their Instagram to see it directly. Now, you have likely been hearing a lot about Shrek lately, a bit too much for it not being December, if I may, and it's all due to the 20th anniversary of the first film. I love it. All of the public discourse should be about Shrek constantly. I was actually interviewed by Refinery29 about Ember and somehow managed to make some sense and say some vaguely wise things of my regular spiel of, he's Jewish, I swear it's an allegory of old world stuff. I, I actually like said real quotes and sentences and couldn't believe it when I saw the story. So you should definitely check it out. It's wonderfully written. It's not like that trash Guardian piece that rips Shrek to shreds. Uh, Shrek to shreds would be a Great band name, by the way. But anyway, you should check it out. It's on Refiner 29 It was a good time. Again, if you are new to Very Amusing and you are very unsure of what's going on right now, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the very first episode of Shrexember, which explains everything. Shrexember will be happening this and every December for the rest of... My life, I guess, <laughs> my body, <laughs> my body just like couldn't produce a word when I said that it was like, no, but yeah, we're doing Trek summer body get on board every December forever uh, until they put Trek in a Hanukkah sweater at either universal park in America that if they do that, maybe I'll, maybe I'll call it quits until then it is a never ending battle cry for some sort of Hanukkah, anything in the theme parks each and every November, and December. So, yeah, thank you so much for calling. I'm so happy that we can talk about this box in the middle of spring. And we don't have to wait till the cool, chilly months of December to honor our Hanukkah hero.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
0: our show thank you all so much for listening and thank you so much to our very very special guest and hidden mickey Taryn killum you can find Taryn on twitter and instagram and also on twitch but his usernames vary a bit between all of them he's Taryn Killam on twitter and on instagram and twitch he is tarzan nosy get it because tarzan with nosey is Taryn Pretty smart, pretty smart. You can also find Taryn on the forthcoming season of American crime story, Impeachment, which follows the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal and debuts later this fall. But in the meantime, you should absolutely watch Single Parents that was on EBC. The show has very sadly since been cancelled, but it's fabulous. I've seen every episode, and Taryn is wonderful in it. And then you and I can joke about all the jokes in the show because there are so many and they're very, very good. So while you're waiting for that, why not watch Single Parents? And my recommendation, I think you should do it. You can rate, review, follow, subscribe, propose to, fall in love with Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. If you I don't know if you're if you're feeling feeling good you're feeling generous you want to just give us a little five star rating write a little review subscribe send to a friend we appreciate it we appreciate it very very much and I personally thank you from the bottom of my little Olumel Grinchy heart I love him now I love him now I do kind of I'm falling I'm falling for Olumel heart anyway (laughs) Uh, if you have any theme park questions opinions, uh, predicaments, pretzel announcements to share, thoughts, rants, anything, you can reach us at 747churros. You can also email us now a little voice note or a little cryptic cryptic tip, anything you'd like, to 747churros at gmail.com. Now, if you're like, this is not enough amusing for me, I am like mildly amused. I gotta kick it up a few notches to be even more amused. Come join our Patreon! Patreon.com slash Carly For five bucks a month, we'll grant you access to weekly churros Q&A newsletters, a monthly zine, and mini-sodes throughout the month, where we talk about everything from theme park updates to little, little fun research reported little things. Thank you to our latest Patreones, Sarah, Heather, Alex, Marika, Emily, Ashley and Samantha, thank you so much for joining the party. I'm so happy to have you here. And if you would like to be just amused in text format throughout the week, you can find me Carly Wisell, on social media at my name. I got my name. There's no other Carly Wisell, apparently in the world which is is good. It's it's good. It's good. It's it makes life very easy. So you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can find my Facebook group, The Famely. By searching my name, it'll show up. I think it's facebook.com slash groups slash Carly It's probably that. Very Amusing is edited swimmingly by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon.
5: Hey, honey, it's mom. Oh, you got in trouble today. Oh, my goodness. But I think out of all this, it's a good thing. And I think for your birthday coming up, I'm going to get to the Olu May. I think it's called Olumay. I'm not sure. The turtle guy. Anyway, I'm going to get you that because it'll go. I'll get you a little purse or something. It'll be very cute. So I learned a lot about Duffy and Shelly Um When I remember when I was with you and we were in Disney maybe five, six years ago, maybe even longer, we went into a store and they had Shelly May and they had Duffy. No, they didn't have Duffy. They only had Shelly Mae. And I was really upset because I wanted Duffy. So I bought this giant Shelly Mae that turns into a pillow. It folds and opens with Velcro. And I really wanted Duffy. So when I didn't tell you, so when I got home, I took a scissors and I gave her a little haircut. I I cut off that big pink bow at the top of her head. And then she became Duffy. So that's a little secret. Yeah. Anyways, I really enjoyed having when you had Charlie and Eva on, they were great, and I can't believe you got busted. They knew everything that you said about oh, May. Oh, my God. I'm dying for you. That's very funny, but I know now you, have, you are reformed, and you like him, and that's going to be wonderful, and I think the fans will like that, too. All right, sweetie. Another great episode. Yes, it's 3 in the morning, and I listened to it, so I just didn't want to go to sleep. It was so good. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, sweetheart.